Hello everyone, welcome for the very first time to The Groupie Diaries. I'm Jazz with a Z. I'm Jazz with an S. Okay. Well everyone, guys, it's been so long since we've seen each other. It has not been long. (laughs) You're right, it's been a week. It's been last week. Yeah, we went to the Last week today you were in my room. Yeah, and you, you know did what? see the driver era at the Greek mm-hmm. theater. I wish I was still in your room. Our flight back home to Jersey, hell. Oh my god, yeah. Did you ever hear what ended up happening on that flight? No. Oh my god, Laurel and I were ready to die. It ended up becoming like a seven and a half hour flight. Seven and a half hours of so two hours were added on to that. Yeah, we circled over Chicago for like an hour. Why? And they took us. They took us up to like Rochester, and we flew in through like northern New York. Because the airport was backed up, apparently. So they said, "Let's just keep, let's keep these good vibes going." Yeah, and Chicago's the worst. Chicago's the worst place to circle over because every single time you fly over Chicago, you hit turbulence because it's so goddamn windy. Yeah, damn, that sucks. I know you're. It's like a horrible. I was like, I'm gonna die. I was like, this plane is going to take me down. And we were on, like, the last row, so the turbulence was worse. And the man next to us was also, like, a producer. So he was, like, yeah. making a song the whole time. The so, like, every time I would look at him, he would just be like... And there were like, these a two guys. There were two guys behind us, too. And I was, like, listening to the conversation. Oh, my God. One guy, he was from London, I guess. And he was, like, a poet. And he was like... You know, I think I could write movies. Like, I just think I could like do it. And then there was like everybody on that plane like was clearly coming from LA and going to New York. You know. Okay, so they were like, yeah. "Well, it's different because it's like the switch." They said, mm-hmm. "Let's the get it back." Interesting. You know, I just really truly hate LAX. I've only flown out there once, so I can only imagine the people flying I that hate- direction. No, I, I hate. I never want to fly to LAX again. San Diego only. I just hate LA in general. Yeah. I never want to go to LAX again because, first of all, there's no fucking food in the terminal. Yeah. No. There is no food. It was in the bad. Terminal. It sucks. They said, "Starve." Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I would avoid LA at all costs if LA shows weren't the best show. The show. Yeah, and not even shows. like musically, it's just chaos. LA's just no, chaos. At, when we were at the Greek, how many celebrities did we see? We were just in the VIP section. Yeah, no, the it's- Greek essentially was what back in my day, back in my old groupie days, the Greek was essentially to you guys that was what hyphy for holidays. I think it was called. Was for me with Kaylin and Miles. Oh, you mean like that was like that of like how when we went to the Greek, we knew everyone. That was that for you. That was that event, event for me. Got it. I was like, I've I never heard of this it. event, so this is a weird analogy. Yeah, we no. need to. We, we need to get into your groupie days. We need to get into our backstories here and let the people yeah. know about. Yeah, guys, we have been groupies for a, a long while. time. It's been <laughs> a long time coming. I mean, I started. When I was, oh god, middle school? That's really bad to say. But, like, that's truly when 
everything started in like eighth grade. No, seventh grade. I found Kaylin and Miles on YouTube. I was like they watching have, music do videos. They have that song? Do they have that? Yeah. Is their song one the, where it's like last scene in a little black little dress? Black dress. Yes, that song. <laughs> <laughs> Love robbery. Yeah. So I found them then. It was kind of that peak era for them. A little bit after I found them. But it was like when SoundCloud was Vine was, still a thing? Like Yes, they, they were on Vine. They were oh, yeah, on they were Vine. Viners. It was, uh, they were huge. That's how they got popular. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I found them when I was like 12. And then after my 13th birthday, my first show for them was at the House of Blues in San Diego. That was my first ever Kaylin and Miles shows. That's why at the House of oh, Blues. My God. In, so in the voodoo room or in the main room? In the main room. Oh, shit. Not the voodoo. Damn. They were big. They were they were big back then. Um, I found them then. So me and my best friend at the time, her name was Destiny. We, like, were obsessed with them. And we went to that show. We met so many people that night. Um, and that's where it really kind of started. And then we just kept going to shows in California. But I got really deep into, like, I guess the stan part of it. Like, I, Stan Twitter wasn't really a thing I don't think that much back then but like that's basically what it was and you know the drama and all that stuff but met so many people I met this girl Ryan who her mom worked with them um... so that's how I got really in it her mom worked with them and she knew them so she got to go she was backstage at all the shows like after the show she would go backstage um but yeah so i just followed them around southern california i met ryan she came down from san francisco with her parents they came out to a show out here and just did what i shouldn't have been doing uh, 15. <laughs> but yeah so the hype the hype for holiday show was again my super bowl that was a crazy scary time that was when i was stuck in the elevator with jack and jack Oh, that's when that and was. That's when that was. Oh, okay. And when uh, Carter Reynolds got in that car accident, it was uh, it was five minutes after him and I were with each other, like hanging out, walking out, like leaving the venue. I wasn't in the car. <laughs> Not, he, we, we were walking out of the venue at the same. You're the driver. Time. We were walking out of the venue at the same time, and we were there. But also, MagCon was huge to me at the time, and I was a MagCon girly. Ran the biggest Cameron Dallas fan account. Did you me. really? That was The me. biggest one? How many followers? Not the biggest. <laughs> one of the biggest Cameron Dallas fan accounts. So, like, I was just so obsessed with famous guys. I don't know yeah. if you can call them famous. <laughs> but, like, I was, it was just, I don't know, like, I didn't care about any of the guys at my school. No, it was the men who I was 13 years old and they were 18. Yeah, scary. But yeah, so after that show, Kaylin and Miles broke up, and it was huge. Like the when I found out they broke up, I was devastated. Devastated. Yeah. It was horrific for me that day, but like um, then we found out why they stopped being friends. Like it came out after, shortly after that, and it was like it was huge. It was a big drama thing. I mean, I'm not gonna say why they broke up maybe they don't want that on the internet anymore but like 
I'm gonna have to do an extensive Google search after this. <laughs> um, no, but they broke up, and then I was just like, I I kind of took that time because I was exclusively online. So I after they broke up, I was like a sophomore in high school, and I was like, okay, like I'm gonna stop following these people, and. I was worried about what people at school were doing, and so so that's how I started and ended my groupie era when I was. I like how it ends when you're a sophomore, but we met you. You're like would have been freshman year of college. You met no my sophomore year of college. It was I took a four year break. Would have been your sophomore year. You came out of retirement. Four years later. The I just had to. For me personally, my groupie beginnings. So I was a massive R5 fan, as was Jazz with an S. Yes. <laughs> um, that's how we met. We met on Twitter in 2017 in a group chat for R5. And we also met our other friend Jenna through that and a lot of other people in the fandom. But so I became a fan of them when I was 12. My best friend Carly she was a fan this was right before austin and Allie came out and she was like an og r5 fan like she would she went to r5 shows before ross was on disney and oh, wow yeah she yeah. and she was like listen you gotta like you gotta check him out and she showed me like r5 tv and then austin and Allie premiered and we like she was like we have to go to shows together like blah 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 so then i got really really into that when i was 12 or 11, I guess. It was in 2012. I don't know. I was either 2012, 11 2011. One of those. I was either 11 yeah. or 12. And so then I got really hardcore into that and, like, convinced my dad to, like, take me to our five shows all the time. My poor father. Shout out, Michael. Would... <laughs> Shout out to Mike. He literally, I remember the first, like, one of the first ones we went to, he came in and it was at, like, a fairground and he sat at a picnic table because he was, like, I'm starving. I don't want to sit in this parking lot. I'm just going to buy a $20 ticket and get food. And he, afterwards, he was like, hmm, hmm, they're pretty good. They, they actually play their instruments. Yeah. He was like, they, they play instruments. I didn't know that I was getting into this. <laughs> so then... He said, said there's so going to be a like, backtrack. No, that's what he thought. He thought they were just going to, like, a boy band. Okay. And, but also that was Rydell, who plays who played the keys, she had like a magazine out at the time, and she did a magazine signing. And my dad took me that morning to Barnes and Noble for the magazine signing, and I cried. And he was like, "Oh my god, she's gone forever. <laughs> she's so far out." And it's so funny because my dad just was talking to me about this story last night, and he was like, "And you cried." And I was like, "Yeah, I idolized that woman." <laughs> I still have the signed magazine right over there. But so then for like five years, I was just like a really big R5 fan and I went to a bunch of shows and I was like really deep in that and in their lore. And then in like 2016, when I was 16, I really had no friends. I had four friends and I joined Twitter because I wanted to talk about like what I liked with people and none of my friends liked anything I liked. So then I joined Twitter and then I started, well, I didn't start it. I became the co-owner of R5 History. And... <laughs> That's just crazy. What a story. 
I became the co-owner of R5 History, and I met, I had, there were three other co-owners, the girl who started the account, the account, who pushed me down the stairs at the last Driver Era show I went to. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the other girls was her, like, biggest, biggest groupie who kind of exposed them a couple years ago and has not gone to a show since. And then the third girl, <laughs> the third girl is was best friends with me until last year and now she's best friends with Daz's childhood best friend. <laughs> she was a co-owner? Yes! That's, that's how you met her? <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know that's how you met her. Yes! You go that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. So after we joined as co-owners, like the account was already pretty big, but after we joined as co-owners, it blew up like Rydell, Stormy, Riker, like they all followed us, and every the band account followed us, and they interacted with us like regularly, like every day. And so then, like towards the end of R five history, fuck those three girls because I did everything <laughs> myself. <laughs> no, not even fuck those three girls just because you did everything yourself. Fuck those three girls on top of everything else. <laughs> No, I fucked two of them, but one of them, I can't say fuck her. She was nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the um, one nice girl. Yeah. But, so, then I ran R5 history up until the day R5 was done. Like, I Damn. ran that shit like the fucking Navy. I still get Google <laughs> Calendar alerts. I still get Google Calendar alerts. I'm dead serious. <laughs> About, like, this is what R5 was doing on this day, like, eight years ago. That's terrifying. So I did that, and then two months after I joined R5 History, I went into the group chat with Jazz. Mm-hmm. And so then that's how I met Jazz, and then we stayed R5 fans until R5 broke up, which was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. I went to tons of shows. I went to their pre-release shows, like... I did everything. And then R5 randomly on one afternoon broke up. They just posted a letter and was like, we are now the driver era. And we were like, what the fuck? So then the driver era was in the first tour of the driver era. It was the same five people in the band. Mm-hmm. But the, it was only branded. As oh, Rock, interesting. Ross I didn't know that. Yeah. So they also had Rydell and Ellington yeah, so, on the 2019 tour. Yeah. So they were just born. But it, yeah. was, it was branded as Ross and Rocky only because they knew that Rydell was going to have kids and Riker was getting married and, like, whatever. Ellington was going to leave the band. <laughs> <laughs> we can't slander Ellington. He's going to send us a cease and desist. How's he going to see it? You're right. We're blocked. <laughs> Block this um, account and other accounts they may create. <laughs> if he did that to me, my burner accounts would be gone. I have burner accounts just to watch his story. <laughs> I'm restricted. I can't comment on anything he posts. He has me restricted. That's so funny. No, I agree, though, with, like, the getting on Twitter thing. That was a lot of my life. Like, that, social that media. Was, that because was no one around me liked them. Yeah. That was a big game changer for me because I met so many people that... 90% of Half them of my don't friends like are on our internet friends. Yeah. Like, I met so many people through Twitter, and, like, 
That's like when we just went to the Greek, like, every bitch in there we knew. Because <laughs> of that. From Twitter. And, like, so then, once I became the driver era, I became, of course, a driver era groupie. Um, <laughs> I have a driver era tattoo right there. Jazz has the same one, and I also have another one <laughs> right here. Like, oh, another one. <laughs> and I also have this um, one. <laughs> this is the tattoo so, hard launch. Yeah. Oh my god. No one has ever seen my launch, guys. If you're watching the video, you could you'll get a sneak peek <laughs> yeah. of the tattoo laurels hidden for eight months. Yeah. It's a bad time. Anyway, so then driver era groupie. Driver um, era. Driver era. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was so waiting for you to slip up. I was waiting for you to slip up on that one. Listen, You're doing so well. I know it's not my fault. I've been influenced by my other bands. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so then, while I was a groupie for the driver era, I also just became a really big fan of other music, and I started going to a lot of shows for like whatever artists. Like I think I went to like 130 shows in 2021 and then obviously in 2020 no shows happened so I couldn't really do anything so I got really into music and that's when Jazz and I started our magazine INO and then that brings us up to Seattle I'll let Jazz give a little bit of her backstory before we get mm-hmm. into the, the climax which is the Seattle that's driver day. Into my driver my oh my backstory is pretty similar in the sense of, like, it takes place over the same, like, years as Laurel. I'm just, like, I'm three years younger than her. So I got into it when I was, like, eight years old. That was when I was, like, I was eight years old being, like, I live, breathe, and die for Ross Lynch. He was, like, 16, and I was, like, this is the most beautiful man I've ever seen in I my life. Have, I have an R5 poster up literally right there. R5, that's R5 live at the Greek. That's what the movie we showed you was. Well, yeah, guys, I'm deep in the R5 lore. <laughs> now you are. Yeah, but in yeah, 2023. So... <laughs> but yeah, so, like, I was, like, pretty deep into it, like, when I was, like, eight. And then I started going to R5 shows when I was 11. It was in 2015. And, like, from right there, like, I had, like, a... I had pretty crazy experiences, like, my first, like, R5 shows. Because the first R5 show I ever went to was, like, a festival set. And I was, like, the only person there for R5. I was, like, the only person who knew their songs. I was head-to-toe in R5 merch. Like, I was Please sobbing. Please insert the picture. Please. <laughs> I'll, I'll insert the picture of me <laughs> sobbing my eyes out at R5. That's the funniest um, picture ever. But this is the thing that, like, no one ever really knows is, like, this is where I actually ended up getting, like, a really good relationship with the family because Mark was right. Mark is their dad. He was right behind me the whole show, and he watched me, like, sobbing my eyes out the whole time. And he was like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, it's so great, like, seeing, like, their fans like this, blah, 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 like, Whatever, and then a month later, um, I ended up going to see them again in Milwaukee. Oh, stop. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is not when she was eight. I just want to preface that that was not when she was eight years old. That is... This was... Okay, this was at least... This was in 2018, at least. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) 
But then when I went to the Milwaukee, when I went to the Milwaukee show, um, I ended up like I was waiting after the show to like meet them, and Mark came up to me and he was like, "You're that girl from like you're that girl, you're that girl," you know, very much like type vibe. Don't go there. Is your baseball in here? Oh, it's underneath like the ladder. I see it. Um, this is signed baseball. I have a signed baseball right. from R5. Right like, now. Who was playing baseball? They were. They threw off the first pitch at the Cubs game. And that's oh, a ball from the game. Crazy. I know that. Is that Ellington? That's Ellington. Rocky? Rocky is in there. And then there should be Riker. Riker is on like that part right there where you're, like, your pointer finger is. Oh, there's Riker. Yeah, there's no Ross. This is the you remember the Ross pitch. tribulations. This is the, this is, the is this the first pitch ball? No, but it's a it's a warm up ball from that game. It's a that they use on the field. The fucking Cubs game <laughs> that the Lynch family signed. Why were they at the Cubs game? Because they were not the first, first pitch. pitch. None of them are yeah. from Chicago. And you know what's so funny is Ross wasn't even there. No, he wasn't there. Riker threw out the first pitch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's like, how yeah, like this guy's gonna throw the pitch. <laughs> it was that was in no, this was like three years later. Okay. Yeah, this was because this was like that was the last time I ever saw our five together. Really? Um, mm-hmm, that was the last was time I ever saw the them together. Mhm. It was a month after the new addiction store. It was oh, the shit. only, it was, like, the last, like, public appearance they made, like, in the U.S. as R5. One of the last Holy ones. Shit. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but that's how I kind of, like, got involved in the family. And from, like, that point forward, I always just ended up very, I ended up very weirdly close with them. Yeah. Like, I was very close with Riker growing up. I don't, Jazz, I don't know if you know all this. Because, <laughs> like, you're, like, look, like, you're, I can tell you're listening no, to me. I'm a first-time listener. Um, but, yeah, I ended up very close with Riker. And, like, Rydell would always, like, come up to me at shows and be like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so great to see you again. Like, how are things? Like, all this stuff. Like, Mark would all, Mark always made time to, like, come up and talk to me. Um, there was, <laughs> Laurel was there for the last time I saw Mark when we were outside the bus. That was the one that I, or maybe you weren't there. I think you might have been sleeping. Was that when Riker was super drunk? That was when Riker pulled you out of the car. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, Jazz, you want to hear a story? One time we were in, we were sleeping in our car, and Riker was wasted, and he came up to our car and started banging on like the windows, and like was like, "Get out of the car!" And he pulled Laurel out of the car into the middle of the street. This is a, this is a bottom lounge, by the way. So yeah. you you can picture this setup. Okay, and the car and was holding like, in front of he, bottom lounge. He knew it was yeah, like, like he was yeah, being he, aggressive. He, he, no, he was doing it because he like he he knew me, he knew my family very well. He knows my family very well. Yeah, he does. And um, I don't know if I should leave this part in, but like that's how I got on the guest list. Yeah, like really and everything. Really. Who's gonna check you? Like you're so right. You're I have so the, right. I'm on the guest list, guys. How many I was have you been on the guest list, list before? But I was guest listed to the girlfriend tour shows. But yeah, and then I had um, I had another groupie experience that we won't get into that ended really badly, and then that kind of cross into like my driver era world and another later time. we'll get into that 10 That's... years from now because of certain actions um 
But, um, yeah, that kind of bled into my driver era life a little bit. And so I decided to kind of fully take a step back and I fully left, like, the internet side of the world in, like, 2020. I had a very small circle, didn't really talk to anyone, and I wasn't really involved in the fandom world, like, ever since then. So then, the driver era went on their the girlfriend tour. They went on the girlfriend tour. Craziest tour ever. They were supposed to go on tour, the girlfriend tour, in 2020. And obviously that got canceled. And then it got moved to November 2021. Mm -hmm. And I flew out. Jazz actually gave me, like, tickets for my birthday in, like, 2020 or 2019. So I had had them for so long. And so I flew out to Chicago. November 17th, 2021, flew out to Chicago. And we went to the venue early. Like, we were were barricaded warriors that day. We got Um, there early as hell. We had, like, VIP, like, whatever. That That was when our tickets were complimentary. And so then me and Jazz and three other girls... We're at this show, and so we're standing in the line, and they were having their friend's moon tower open for them. As far as I knew, at least, it was moon tower, and then the driver era. And so then this busted-ass red van pulls up to the venue. That red fucking van. People don't know the red van, like, especially with the lore Mm -hmm. that just happened at the Luke Hemming show. Everyone's yeah. like, he just I would have caught that red van immediately. They were, like, they were like, he just pulled up. I zoomed in. I said, the red van. And you know what? I would know nothing about the red van either if it weren't for the girlfriend tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we, we saw the red van fucking everywhere. Yeah. So then that damn red van. This, this red van pulls up and people are getting out of it. And one of the girls we're with is like, oh my God, that's the opening act. And I said, that's Moon Tower. Because, like, I had an idea of what Moon Tower looked like. And I was like, that's Moon Tower? And she said, no, that's the Rex. And I said, oh, I thought Moon Tower was the opening act. And she said, yeah, there's two. That's the Rex. And I said, well, who the fuck are the Rex? What a sentence. What a sentence. Famous last They were also standing right next to us. Yeah, they were. Like, Aaron and Schmiz were standing right next to us and you just said who the fuck are the rex i didn't know who they were that's valid so then we went in we were like the what second third people in line Mm -hmm. and so we went in we did like vip and we we got these tattoos like the day before we if you're listening it's a we have a tattoo of their guitar pick on our forearm. Well, I have it on my forearm. You have it on your, like, your upper, like, bicep. And so we got those tattoos, and we were showing it to them. We were, like, talking to them and, like, whatever. And so then we went into the venue, got onto the barricade, and, well, we didn't get onto the barricade seamlessly. As I previously mentioned, I got pushed downstairs. Um, yeah. 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 So we, were just, we were just walking on over to the barricade and this girl I know who it was I used to run our <laughs> with her she hates me because I said that being a pedophile is wrong um she ran up behind me arm pushed me down the fucking stairs 
She's a bitch. Yeah. She pushed me down the stairs. You so, know who you are. You're listening on a burner yeah. account. <laughs> so, we went through the show. Well, I, I'm like skipping the most important part of the now. <laughs> You're like, and then the driver came on. The driver was great. The Anyways. Rest. We didn't just bring the Rex up the for Rex no reason. Came on. The Rex came on. And I was like, oh. I was like, damn. <laughs> I yeah. wish I could recite some of the things that Laurel said to me on the barricade that night, but I I can't. And but they were fucking hilarious. She said the oh. thing she was saying. So the Rex came out. They were really good. I was converted instantly to a Rex fan. Um. <laughs> I don't know, like, they just were having such a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, like, the two girls we were with were really, really big Rex fans. And, like, they were, like, vibing. Like, it was, it was, like, I was, like, watching them, my two friends, because I was, like, this is so fun. Like, they love this band so much. And, like, they were, like, interacting with, like, Nick. And it was just, like, it was nice. And so then the driver error comes on and our friend passes out during crazy baby yeah and that was the bad driver era, you know i am putting them on blast for this because we were on the fucking barricade and she was leaned over the barricade and i was like pushing her like i was like are you okay are you okay and then she passed out and i'm trying i'm literally waving them down and ross sees me and he's nodding that he sees me and he fucking keeps going and then my friend passes out she falls backwards into the crowd the girls behind us have to like catch her to keep her from hitting her head on the ground and they keep going they finish the song they're watching it happen and they finish the fucking song it's like someone had a gun to their head i know who had the gun (laughs) (laughs) they they literally didn't they didn't stop singing until um, their little cousin was, like, in their crew, and he was standing, like, right in front of me recording them, and I grabbed him by the back of his sweater, and I yanked him back, and I said, we fucking need help. Yeah, there was also no security in the pit, so no one could help us. And, like, There's, like, no space th- between the stage and the barricade? Yeah, there was, was, and there was no security. There was, there was plenty no of- security? No. You know, I actually thinking back, I don't think there was security when we were at Bottom Lounge for the Rex. Mm-mm. Again, no. like when I went over to say hello, there was no in security. Seattle. There was great security, but yeah. at at the Vic Theater in Chicago, there was no fucking security on that barricade, and there was literally a medical emergency happening in the pit. So then finally, the show stops, and also then when the security finally came and like picked her out. Her friend that came with her wanted to also go over the barricade and go with her, and they would not let her. Luckily, luckily, my family was there. My parents were in the yeah. balcony. And because if my parents were not in the balcony, they basically would have, like, told her, like, oh, well, like, you're just going to have to deal with this alone. Yeah. Side eye. Yeah, and also she dropped her phone <clears throat> in the pit, and her friend had it, and she was like, I need to go over there. Like, I have her phone. And they were like, that sucks. They're like, oh well, and it's yeah. like the venue we were at. It's not like it, it's not like an easy 
driver area crowds surprisingly are very 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 rough yeah especially and in so Chicago. well yeah because you have a bunch of feral teenage girls trying to get ross mm-hmm. lynch i and have been so- more injured at a driver era show than i have in a rex pit like pit and that's crazy but like so I was she was fucking, on the barricade she was, was not getting out I was literally in a fucking Jack Harlow mosh pit, and it was more calm than a driver or a crowd. Like, with men. That's crazy. I was more taken care of in the Jack Harlow all-men mosh pit at Lollapalooza than I was in a driver era pit on the barricade. The, the girls love the driver era. Yeah. They do. They do. They said, I'm going to get to that barricade. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on their face. Mm-hmm. So then... So how did you guys end up in Seattle? So... Well, Laurel still after, has shows after Chicago. So after Chicago, I went back home to New Jersey. And the girlfriend tour was coming to... The week of Thanksgiving, they were coming to Asbury Park, which is where I live, New York City, and Philadelphia. And so I had tickets to the Asbury Park show. And I went with Allie, our other friend Allie. And that same week that we got the tickets for Asbury, or I had the tickets, but the same week we went to Asbury, I also quit my job. I walked out. (laughs) So I was poor as fuck. And I went to Asbury, and it was a really great show, and I really started to like the Rex. Like, I was listening to the Rex the whole day leading up to it, trying to learn their songs. So I went to Asbury, and I was like, holy shit. The wrecks are great. Driver error is good, too. Um, so then it was the New York show. The New York show was the day before Thanksgiving, and it was at my least fucking favorite venue in New York City, so I didn't go to that. I skipped it. And then the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, they were playing in Philly, and I really wanted to go, but I didn't want to go alone, so I asked my cousin if she wanted to come. So then I went to the Philly show with my cousin Saray, and we missed Moon Tower because the line was so fucking long and it was so cold out. And we missed Moon Tower completely. We got in like five minutes before the Rex went on, which I was about to be pissed off about because I really only went to see the Rex at this point. <laughs> and like I was hyping the Rex up in the car ride over there. I was like, no, their opening act is fire. Like, so I got there, the Rex performed. It was. This is when I was, like, locked in on the Rex for life. Because Nick cried on the stage. And I said, yeah, I like Friars. (laughs) 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 I just respected the passion. (laughs) Um, So then, I went, like... I don't remember a single thing from the driver era set that night. I really could not tell you one thing except that Ross ripped his pants. So and then they played the- Fade. Yeah. So then the whole time... <laughs> That's all she cares about. <laughs> so then the whole time, I'm standing, like, I'm off to the side. So I'm off to the side in Philly, like... And the whole time, like, the Rex are walking back and forth in front of me, like, through the crowd, because the green room was, like, over there, I guess. And so I'm like, oh my god! And so they're just walking back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> it was really distracting. And 
So then oh, after during the, show, the driver era? Yeah, it's like the whole set. I can imagine the distraction. Yeah. So then after the show, I was walking with Saraya in my car, and I was like, oh my god, weren't the wrecks so much, so good? Like, weren't they so fun? And she was like, yeah, yeah, they were. And I see my car in the parking lot, which was attached to the venue, and Nick is literally sitting on my car. In my way. Like, so I walk over to my car, and I was just like, that's my car. And he was like, oh, sorry. And he moved, and I was like, Cause like yeah. what's wrong with him? Like why would he just be sitting on a stranger's car? Like I one day I'm gonna ask him about that. I'm gonna be like, what? He what were you doing? Stressed. He seemed stressed. He was like on the phone. Like he had like a mask on. He was on the phone. He was like, and then once he like left my car, he was like pacing back and forth on the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but so then I left. So then, like. A couple days later, me and Allie went to see House of Gucci in theaters, and during the previews, <laughs> during the trailers for House of Gucci, I was like, damn, I really want to go to another show on the Girlfriend Tour. Like, I really want to go. So I just texted in our group chat. It was me, Allie, Jazz, and then the three other girls that we were friends with. And I was like, hey, I really want to go to another Driver Era show Seattle question mark and everyone immediately agreed and I had secret motives I was like yeah everybody I had secret motives about going to the Seattle I really wanted to see the Rex again but I was like you guys the driver era it'll be so great like we'll see the driver era again yay <laughs> but really in my head I was seeing the Rex again so we went to Seattle and Portland was our plan. We were This was like three weeks before the show. Two weeks, two and a half weeks. And we just came up with this plan. And again, I was poor at the time because I just quit my job. And I just got another job that I fucking hated. And I literally quit that job to go to Seattle. I said, I got to go be a groupie. See ya. And that's literally, that was literally, that was exactly how I quit. I said, I have to go be a groupie. That's such a valid... So then we fly out to Seattle. Jazz, how did you get to Seattle? Guys. <laughs> so, as I said, I was in hiatus. Groupie. I went to, like, just random shows of artists that I liked. Like, I was still going to shows, but it wasn't, like, anything. It was, like, Shawn Mendes, Chance the Rapper, Kalani, like, just bigger artist um and so I really had truly left behind the days of being a groupie but I was on TikTok and one thing that I think all of us can agree on is that if you sound good live I don't care if I know your songs like I'm gonna go see you yeah like I could know one song and be like I'm gonna go see this artist because they sound good live so I knew about the driver era because I was a Ross Lynch girly when I was young. When I was when I was younger, um, the only reason I really wasn't in R five is just because I was in com- like in a completely different genre of music at the time, and like no one, 
Like, I've always liked alternative and all that kind of stuff and rock and pop rock. But, like, no one around me listened to that. So it wasn't like... And you guys know I don't really listen to music like that, which is crazy to say. <laughs> Cater and Lucy. They're fighting. Oh, my God. So, like, I don't oh, now really he's listen here. to music like that. So I wasn't really, like, actively searching for new music, but I did love Ross Lynch. I sure did. Um... But I was on TikTok one day and a video from one of their shows popped up on my For You page. And I was like, holy shit. One, Ross is so hot. That was my first thought. And two, I was like, wow, he's actually really good live. And I knew about when Preacher Man came out, like, I remember that. I was there for that. But, like, it wasn't anything that I was, like, diving into. It was like, okay, I had Preacher Man saved. But then the sex well, on don't fire worry, video. They didn't put anything else out for a fucking year. Okay, good. So, yeah, they did it. Like, I kept going on their SoundCloud SoundCloud page. I was like, "What's next?" Like, yeah, nothing. And then I just lost interest in it because I was like, "Okay, you're not coming out with anything else." Imagine so, being at the tour that they had with one released song. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, then the sex on fire video blew up on TikTok. Oh my god! And I said, "I." to see this live there was no way in the world i was gonna miss that live no way in the world so i looked i got on my phone and i looked in the la show at the time so again this is also three weeks before the show the seattle show i looked at the la show resale tickets were two hundred dollars i said absolutely fucking not for the fonda theater i said i'm fine i don't need to go there um so I was like, I posted on my Snapchat. I was like, someone come see the driver air with me um, in LA. And at the time, my used to be friend slid up and he was like, oh, like me and Kenzie. Shout out Kenzie. Love, um, Love her. Him and Kenzie were going to Seattle to see them. And he had mentioned this trip to me like a few months ago, but I was like, I'm not going to Seattle. That just didn't really make sense to me at the time. I was like, no, I'm not going to Seattle for this. But I was like, you know what? I actually really do want to go see them. So, like, who's checking me? Like, who's going to stop me from going? So I was like, well, okay. Also, and this was, like, in the middle record, of the night. We were also going to go to L.A., but didn't go for the same reason. That's why mm -hmm. we chose Seattle instead. We wanted to go to L.A. Yeah. But the prices. Yeah. Yes, it was so Outrageous. expensive. Like, insane. And Seattle wasn't sold out. Like, Seattle yeah. had meet and greet and everything, like, available. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So I woke up the next morning, I went to my mom, and I was like, you know, like, what if I went to Seattle in two weeks? And she was like, go. And I was like, wait, I didn't think you were going to actually say go. And she was like, yeah, like, have fun. And I was like, okay, cool. So I booked my ticket. The flight ended up being the same flight that they were on. It was at 6 in the morning, so I was like, oh, just make sure it's okay with Kenzie, and we'll go, and and Kenzie was like, yeah, that's fine, so I went, we got on the flight, we got to Seattle at 6.30 in the morning, the day before the show. Wait, us, me too. Wait, we could have been at the airport at the same time. Yeah. That's Isn't crazy. That crazy. I truly feel like even if we didn't meet in Seattle, we would have met somewhere, somehow. I feel like it's yeah. just too crazy of a story, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
It's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like the universe would have lined yes, it up. I was at the airport at the exact same time. Like, that's when my Ooh. flight landed. Really? Yeah, that's when ours landed at 6.30 in the morning. You, We probably yeah. walked through the same terminal that you guys were at. Probably. Um, but we got there. Our Airbnb got canceled the night before. We didn't know, so we didn't have anywhere to stay. So oh we just Ubered to the city and then just decided on a random hotel. We, When I say we tre- when we trekked the Wait, city that day... What hotel did you stay at? Oh, God. I think I we think had this conversation the day of, and we weren't staying at the same we hotel. I was going to say, I think we, we were, like, five minutes apart. We because we were saying because they wanted to go back. Oh, yeah. No, our, I remember our, you guys were, like, you police. wanted to go back, but you didn't want to Uber. And we were, like, we can drive you. Yeah, but it was further. Mine, yeah. our, our hotel was closer to the Space Needle. Not, like, next mm-hmm. to it, but closer, like, on that okay. side of the city. But, um, so we got a hotel over there. We trekked the city that day. I mean, when I say I've walked the streets of Seattle, I mean up and down every single block, like... No, because I did the same thing that day. I can't believe we didn't, like... But we wouldn't have known, like, and that's crazy. Uh, Yeah. But, like... You're right, we wouldn't have known. We, like, were everywhere. We went to the Starbucks. We did Pike's Place, like... We walked all the way over to the Space Needle. We did the Pop Culture Museum. Like, we did a lot that day. And then we got back to the hotel room. And we were hanging out. And we were just like, okay, like, what time should we get to the venue tomorrow? They are, they were Driver Era fans. Driver so, Era? <laughs> driver Era? It's so weird. The Driver Era. They were the Driver Era fans. And they, um, they wanted to be close. So I was like, okay, like, let's just go early in the morning. Like, it'll be fun. We can camp. And they were like, okay. So we went to sleep. Well, we went to bed, like, super late. And we got up. They were like, we don't know if we should go. And I was like, no, guys. Like, we're already awake. Like, let's just go. Like, we almost didn't go when we went, which would have changed. That's crazy. Like, everything would be different. Everything would be different. Like, we almost, they were like, no, like, because they're just not morning people, the two of them. Um... But I was, like, high on adrenaline. I was like, let's go. You have me up this early in the morning. We're going to the venue now. Yeah. So we brought all of our stuff, and then we got to the venue, and it was Jazz there mm-hmm. and one of our, their other old friends. And I was like, oh, hey, guys. So we were just sitting. We really didn't talk that much. I think we talked, like, a little bit, like, we, like you just kind of, like, were like, oh, when did you guys get here? And we, were, we got there at 6.30, and you guys got there, like, 30 minutes later. It was, like, yeah, 7. Yeah, we got up there at 7. And so, yeah, that was it. And then I was we were talking about door dashing. I had a door dash coffee. That coffee saved my life that day. I would have died if I didn't have a uh, coffee that you, day. I made a Starbucks run and brought no, it back. That was later. No, I want you to know that I had six cups of that coffee. You had more than... Because I know every time we went to Starbucks, we brought you back coffee. Yeah. The first one was a DoorDash. I I had six cups, six venti peppermint white mochas that day. Six of them. That's why I was always going to the bathroom. Every time I went to the bathroom, I would come back with one. Sure You would. And Jazz got up. Well, this is kind of how our uh, we started being friends. So I think this was after 
the other Laurel and the other two girls showed up? Question mark. I think so. so I think because I think it was just like, oh, these people like they're here. Blah, yeah, because you did cool. tell us. Oh, just so you know, we have friends with us, and I was like, I don't really care. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And so um, they got there, and they were we like, came, oh, like, we're like two hours later. Yeah. Jess was like, oh, we're going to... I overheard you guys going to Starbucks. I said, please, give me a coffee. I knew you for five minutes, and you were like, if I Venmo you, will you bring me back a venti white peppermint mocha? I said, please. I was dying. And I was I, like, yeah. I was not I was not going to survive without it. So, Jess brought me a coffee. I Venmoed her for the coffee. And then we were sitting there, and I was sitting with my friends and i was like guys we should just make friends with them like let's talk to them but i wasn't gonna be the first one to talk i was like i'm not talking but let's talk and so they were like asking questions we got uh, we got deep into a little lore a mm-hmm. lore circle we sure i was is. like i wasn't really talking because i didn't really know much about the driver era and r5 i was just listening yeah. and i was listening to the way you guys were talking and when we exited the conversation, I don't think I've ever told you guys this. And when we exited the conversation, I turned to Kenzie and I said, they're gatekeepers. <laughs> no, I remember this. I remember this because then you turned to us and you were like, are you guys gatekeeping? And we were like, yeah, yeah. we're gatekeeping. <laughs> I turned and I said, are you guys gatekeeping? Because I, I'm really good at reading people. Like, if I'm quiet in and a you conversation, that means funny? I'm... What? You know what's funny about that? Like, <laughs> yeah, we were gatekeepers of the driver era. Like, we were gatekeepers. But I find that so funny because maybe that just means I didn't really like them that much. Because I have never once wanted to gatekeep the Rex. Mm-hmm. I want the Rex to be big, yeah. as big as they can. Anyone who will listen. Anyone who will listen. And anyone with ears. Yeah. I'm like, you need to be on this band. Yeah, no. So I was like, I turned to Kenzie. I was like, they're gatekeepers. They're not telling us something. And I didn't know what it was, but I just could tell. And then we kind of like went back into our own groups. And then, oh, this is so funny. So, God. I feel like I know where you're going with this. The three girls got up. It was everyone. It was everyone except Laurel. Oh yes, everyone except Laurel got up, and I told her. I told her right. I'm just gonna name drop a ride because I don't really care. He's gonna come up in a lot of these stories here soon. I um told her right. I said go over and see what they're doing. Cause you did you? Cause Jazz, you know, Arai was just walking around. I said go see what they're doing. I want to know. I'm nosy. I was like, what's going on? Like, I I don't want to be left out of this. So. Arai got up, and he wanted to do it anyways. He was like, should I go follow them? And I said, yeah, get up and go. <laughs> I think oh. I remember him following us. Yes. Yes, like, this, is when we, this is when we did the venue loop. Yeah, I was like, what are they doing? Like, just pissing me off. So I was like, he was like, should I go see what they're doing? And I said, yeah, go follow them. Like, get up and go follow them. And then it was just Laurel, me, and Kenzie. And so I turned to Laurel, and I said, so. I said, so do you know anything about the Rex? And she was like, Oh my gosh. And I said, because I, I was like, so I found the Rex in 2020, but I only found one song by them on YouTube. And I've had that song on my playlist since then, but I've always been like, Oh, I need to listen to more of their music. And I just, again, I don't listen to music like that. So I never really got into it. So on the drive to the airport, when we were flying to Seattle, I made them play 
it was fuck somebody and i made them play it and i was like guys these are the recs like these are the openers i'm so excited to see them and like listen to their other music so that's when i turned to laurel and i was like so do you know anything about the recs like who are like i said are they cute they're good they're great i love them so much but she wasn't telling me the real truth she wasn't telling me the the real deal she didn't say that she was a massive rex fan in that moment I but Laurel was also a secret. Laurel was yeah. a secret Rex fan. Yeah, she like was Laurel secret. wasn't like. Um, yeah, you guys were like, oh, our friend is the only person here who likes the Rex. I was like, okay. Like we very secretly liked them, and we very secretly liked them until like April. It wasn't until like April that we were until like, the tour was announced. Yeah. Until, until you had to tell people, you until you had to tell the world you were following them on tour. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But yeah, so till that day we went into the show. And Jessere opened first. Jessere! Yeah! Can't we just saw If you don't just know... Just called Jessere the other day, if guys. If you don't know who Jessere is, for the people listening, I know Get you don't know who Jessere is. Jessere, if you remember when SZA's album came out, there was a video that went viral that was Kill Bill from the male perspective and got dragged and clowned so fucking hard because it was so cringy. Jazz will insert a brief clip. That is Jessaray. <laughs> That's Jessaray. Yeah, shout out Jessaray. And you know what? I don't want to talk badly about Jessaray because he is the He's sweetest. one of the sweetest people. He just, maybe music isn't for him. You know, um... I'm glad you guys have good experiences with Jessaray. Jessaray danced with us in Portland. He, I'm, no. I, I'm convinced out of every Jessaray single. Hates me. I was laughing in his face <laughs> during his set in LA, audibly that'll, that'll laughing at him and whispering about him. So I will that's give me. him. I will yeah, give that him was, that. That's just me at Arley. Yeah, no. I will give him that one little thing. I was laughing in his face, but, like, when someone goes on stage and goes, this is my next song, it's called Can't Stop Your Swagger, and you start my swagger. box. I'm sorry, I'm not the world's biggest Jess Ray fan. <laughs> um, Ooh, you can't stop my swagger. Oh, she knows the lyrics. One look at Pierce, She's a Jess Ray stan. She wrote an article about it. Go read it in INO. Issue. What issue is that? January 20-something. 20-2. It's issue 11. And the Moon Tower issue. Um, But yeah, so Jessica came on and I was just like, what is this? I was so convinced he was from my town. I was, um, I said, oh my god, he's from, not Marietta, but Menifee, which is like 20 minutes away. I was like, Uh that fool's from Menifee. Like, what is he doing here in Seattle? Like, (laughs) what's going on? Um, But then the Rex came on and I was like, all right. I was sat. I, I'm going to tell you this. One thing I was, was sat for the Rex. So, the Rex came on, and what did they start with? Freaking out. Yeah, freaking out. And I was like... At first I was like, okay, this is interesting. Because Freaking Out is an interesting song. Especially if you've never seen or heard of them before. And you're just kind of like, yeah, what is he saying? Because I, I turned to Orion Kenzie and I said, is this about drugs? I'm not doing drugs. And they were like, yes. I was like, oh. Um, but I was it was still good. And then as the show, as the set kept going, I think it was really James Dean that really 
altered my brain. The second song. <laughs> was it the second song? Yeah. It was like the second song. Yeah. I think it was James no, Dean no, and then no, out, out of style. style. I don't know what the set list was. Uh, James Dean was like the second or third song. And there was eight songs. Yeah. So James Dean came on and I was like, oh fuck. This is good. I said, I really like this. And um I remember just like standing there being like I literally said, I, we can probably cut this out, but also I don't really care. I was like, <laughs> all five of them, like, this is good. And then I was just like, so, it, I've never seen a show so hype like that. Like, I've been to a lot of shows, a lot of bigger artist shows, a lot of smaller artist shows, and just nobody. And this is where we get sentiment on the TL, and this is where we start mushy gushy about the Rex. <laughs> Guys, I love the Rex. We love the Rex. They were just so good on stage. Like, I just, it was so different. The energy, like, I've never. And they were been, openers. And they were openers. You could have told me that was, the, you could have told me that was the headliners, and I could have left after them. I did, honestly, I, again, like, I don't remember anything that happened during the driver set the whole time. I was like, Holy shit, the Rex were so good. I've never seen an opening act or let alone a headlining act really like give that energy on stage. Like they came and they were like, we're going to sell. And guess what? I bought. I did buy that day. Like I was like, why didn't I listen to them sooner? Like I could have been watching them for years. But then, so, and then what really truly sealed the deal was the favorite liar dance. I don't know if Jazz's, we should put it in. Uh, I don't know if we put it in because I want to gate that gatekeep. If I do gatekeep one thing, it is that video. It's that video. I feel like I post that video I'm, on my fucking close friend story once a week. Like, because I'm just like, guys, you don't get it. You weren't. You do not you get think it. You saw the Rex and you think you saw them at their best, but you were not <laughs> in Seattle. You were not you at the favorite liar you performance specifically. And I think a lot of people do say this that Seattle. A lot of people, it's just us and three other girls. Seattle was the show of the century. Like, I'm so excited to go back to Seattle, hopefully, this year. Like, it's good. Well, like, everyone went to the Driver Era show in LA, and, like, everyone on Twitter was like, this is the greatest Driver Era show to ever happen on the face of the planet. I was like, this doesn't even touch Seattle. Like, no. Seattle was, it. I don't know what it was. Like, it just was a, the thing a about vibe. Seattle, this is, I was thinking about this in the shower last night. Okay, so stay with me on this. A great okay. band, <laughs> be a good. great band has two things. I think a great band has two things. They're able to do really like vulnerable songs, like whiny like songs. Whiny. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you trust me. You guys don't know where I'm going with this. They're able to do whiny like vulnerable songs, like like that. Like they're like depressed essentially and then the, the other great quality a band has is when they like make music for bad bitches like when they make bad bitch music and the thing about the girlfriend tour is that it was just for the bad driver bitches. era and the rex both don't have both of those things the driver era only makes bad bitch music with no feeling behind it and the rex make like 
music that will literally rip your heart out, but you're not shaking your ass. Like, you know? It's it's ripping your heart out, but it's, like, in a pop, like, in a pumped-up way. Exactly. Yeah, like, you're still, like, having a grand old time, like, but you're, you're like, dancing, damn. But you're like, holy shit, this is the most depressing like, thing Like, do you guys ever. ever listen to, like, Lone Survivor? That no, song exactly. is sad. No, I don't listen to Lone Survivor. That's No, oh. that's my point, though. Like, so... The thing that made the Girlfriend Tour so great is that it was two bands coming together that have mm-hmm. each of those elements, and they came together and they put on such a good show, and the mix of their crowds were so good because, like, a Rex crowd is looking for a bad bitch song, and a Driver Eris crowd is looking for a vulnerable song, so the mix yeah. of that together, like, just... Like, you were finding a band you loved, like, and it was just, like... And no shade to the Driver era or the Rex, like, for not having the other type of song. Like, they make the music that is good for them. Yeah. But, like, them together was so fucking good. Like, that was the tour of the century. And if you weren't there, like, you just don't get it. No, you had to be there. And it's mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a whole tour. Like, if you were not at the Girlfriend tour, I'm so sorry you missed out on the, the sleigh of the century. But also just seattle if you were not in seattle you just don't understand what i'm trying to tell you you'll never get it because you weren't there i can only stop to a little bit but you don't know how i was feeling in that seattle crowd i was like changed and the thing too like is at the time like the rex have bad bitch songs now like unholy i love this part uh feel so nice i never met you wish i never met you but three of those songs weren't released on the girlfriend tour and one of them they didn't play so they were only bringing that one energy to the girlfriend yeah. tour like now on their own headline show they have both energy yeah that's why they're so addictive and why and that's why their shows are so addictive and why like when everyone like comes to us and they're like how do you like go see the show same show 50 same times songs every single night my mom asked me all the time what is did they People ever change every day so, no the set doesn't change but like you just you have to you have to see them live to get it but yeah so then after the seattle show we i got out of the car and i or i got out of the venue and i said i'm going to la i said i don't care what any of you say as soon as i get off that flight i'm buying my LA ticket, I I'll see y'all there. Jazz, I was this close. I was in the airport about to change my flight. Guys, I really wanted Laurel to go, but we did not know each other at the time, but I just needed <laughs> her to be, like, a little bit more spontaneous, and she just wasn't. I was like, you can stay at my house. I'll pick you up from the airport. Like, come I to LA. I met you the day before. <laughs> no, the day, that day. Yeah. We were in Seattle. Night. You were, She was convincing you. I was like... Oh, Jazz, I was this close. I was like, she was like, but I don't have anywhere to. I said, I will pick you up from the airport. You can stay at my house. We'll go to the show. Like, let's go. And she was like, I'll think about it. And I was like, okay. I was just crazy (laughs) that day. I was like, get in my car. We're going to LA right now. I wish I came. But yeah, I really wish you came. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. If. Yeah, shout out to the Fonda guys. I hate the Fonda, but shout out to the Fonda after parties. If you don't know, you don't. You just gotta know. know. If you were not there, you were not there, unfortunately. But yeah, so they went to Portland. I mean, you guys can talk a little bit about your Portland. Nothing. Nothing happened, happened in Portland. Nothing happened in Portland. But yeah, so we all went home, and I went or I went to LA. I had so much fun. We 
were the only me and Kenzie were the only two people in the crowd who knew. I, I, I got on that airplane and I said the Rex. I only listened to the Rex. It was only a small flight, but a short flight, but I was listening to them the whole way. I got home, we bought our Fonda tickets. I called off of work that day. Sorry if anyone from my job is listening. I did call out of work that day. Uh, um and then yeah, that was it. And then that I went home. So then on our end, we went home and we were interviewing Moon Tower for our cover in January. The show, the Seattle show was on December 14th. And so we interviewed Moon Tower for our January cover and Moon Tower had opened on the girlfriend tour for like part of it. And so in that issue, we also wrote an article about Jesseray, an article about the driver error on the girlfriend tour. And I wrote an article about the Rex. And so throughout the month of January, like we would post like on our magazine account at incoming, I don't know what our ad is, at incoming, incoming and outgoing. It'll be in the description. Um, so we would post like on there, all our articles and stuff, like little snippets, like graphics, whatever. And um, so I posted, we posted the Rex one. And on that day that we posted the Rex one, like something was just in the air that day because Moon Tower was posting about us that day. Jesseray somehow got the magazine without us knowing and like posted it on his story. And that was- He weird. sent me a really nice text that yeah. day. And sent me a really nice message. So that, and then- when I posted the thing, when I wrote the Rex article, like, people were telling me not to post that. They were like, they don't care. Like, they were like, they people. are assholes. Yeah, people. People. I want I want <laughs> Yeah. They were like, they're assholes. They don't care. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm not posting this for them. Like, so then we posted it. And the band account reposted it. Nick's personal account reposted it. Billy, Schmidz, Aaron, like, everybody in the band. Shout out to the Rex. Cool. Shout out to the Rex. Mm-hmm. They, came they can vibe a check. Vibe. Check a vibe. Check a vibe. Check a vibe. They said so vibe. Check a vibe. They, all, they all posted it on their story. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. And when they posted it on our story, Jesus, when they posted it on their story, the magazine got bought so many times in 10 minutes. Like, People were opening their wallets for the rest. We didn't even realize that they had reposted it until we started getting all the orders. Yeah. And we Which were like, why are people buying lot. this right now? So then we had posted that, and we were like, this is great. And I was like, I want to have the Rex on the cover. And I went onto our little calendar, and I wrote a note, and I put it next to June, which was the next month I was doing a cover story for, and I said, this is going to be the Rex manifesting. So then in February... um. February we had an article, or no, in February we had our issue, in March was our Women's History Month issue, and their first single, Off Sonder, came out in February, um, and so I included that in the March issue, like a little thing about it in my top ten, and so then in April, this is the first time this timeline is going to be public. Yeah, this is the first, no one knows this timeline. So then in April, or actually in March or February, there the Rex, like, PR manager, reached out to us about a different band, because obviously she works with a ton of bands. And we had featured a couple of bands she worked with, and for months I was, like, working up the courage to be like, hey, I love the Rex. 
So I finally emailed her and I was like, hey, this was at the end of April. And I emailed her and I was like, hey, um, I introduced myself. I was like, we've worked together before. Like, oh, we I should say the tour's have- out at this point. Oh, yeah, the tour is out. We have, we've purchased 15 tickets. Yeah, the tour <laughs> was announced. So they announced a summer tour. They annou- Well, first, even before that, they announced that they were playing Summerfest in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Like, like three weeks before. Like, they announced that in March that they were playing Summerfest. So the three of us and our friend Allie immediately made a plan to go to Summerfest. We bought tickets, bought plane tickets. Like, we were going to Milwaukee. And so then a couple weeks after that, they announced a full summer tour. And I was like, I am going to every show on this tour. So we ended up, we started out, me and Jazz, only going to 10 to 12 shows. So we mm-hmm. bought 10 to 12 tickets. And we, I ended up going to 20 shows. And then Jazz, you came to, you 17. started out with, the, What? Oh, I, I thought you were talking to me. No. Jazz, you started out going to just three, right? Summerfest, Chicago. LA. And I think we did plan to go to both LA. Or three, and then the second LA was announced. Yeah. And then we ended up going to Phoenix together as well. And then, yeah, Phoenix. we That was a leaving we'll Chicago into, impulse. We'll get into the summer tour in a whole... There will be a whole podcast episode mm-hmm. about the summer tour. Yeah, the summer tour. And we're going to on. Um, but, so, the summer tour was announced, and we already had plans to go to at least ten shows, but Jazz and I were also going to multiple festivals. We were going to GovBall and Bonnaroo, which were in the same month that the Rex tour was starting, so we couldn't go to the first ten shows on the tour because we were going to be at GovBall and Bonnaroo. Um, so then I emailed and I was like, Hey, um, I noticed you have the Rex on your like roster. I would love to like be kept in the loop for their future releases or whatever. I didn't say I wanted an interview. I didn't say I wanted a cover. I didn't say anything. I just said, I want to be kept in the loop for their releases. And she emailed back and she said, Hey, they have a single coming out next week. Um, here's the press release for that. Do you want an interview with Nick? And I said, how about a cover? And she said, okay, yeah. So like, then, that was pretty crazy. That was like the last, that was the last week in April. And then I was like, yes, I want to do an interview for a cover. And she said, that sounds great. When? And I said, I sent back like four days that I could do it in May. And this was going to be for a July cover. I already had someone booked for the June cover. Like, so I couldn't do June. So I had to do two back-to-back covers. And so then, like, a week later after that, they sent us the album. And that was crazy. The album came out June 10th. I heard it in early May to do the review. And there was an early review of it in the June issue. And then... I interviewed Nick in, like, the third week of May, and it was a good interview. Yeah, at yeah. this point, guys, I, we should make it clear that at this point, we still weren't really friends. Like, Yeah, no, we, we were not we, friends like that. Like, we left the girlfriend tour and, like, commented on each other's Instagrams, liked each other's yeah. stories. Like, it was, like, we were not close. I didn't even have their phone number until yeah. probably, like, mid-April. Yeah. And 
so I was like, okay, this is how I felt at the time. I was like, these people hate me. Yeah, we actually weren't really friends at the time. Like, we just kept up on social media. And you know what? I was actually closer with the other girl, but we weren't texting. Like, Mm -hmm. texting, like, the way we text. But, like, I was interacting with her more. At this time, the three of us were planning a trip to London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, we're going to London. I said, I'm coming, too. I said, include me in those plans. But, yeah. I really thought they hated me, guys. We had a whole trip to London planned for the driver era in October. Like, we were going to London, Birmingham. Like, we had a whole week and a half. Like, we had an itinerary. We had everything planned out. We just had to pay. We did have the London trip planned. They were like, we're going to London. And I was like, "Mm, I'll go, too. Like, who could? Like, I'm coming to London. Yeah, because at the time, you know, like, I was so focused on, like, my grandpa had just passed. And my best friend had to pass the year before. And I was, like, so focused on, like, not trying to, like, make my father upset with me. But I was, like, who cares? Like, let me just go to London. I want to go out of the country, so let's do it. But, yeah, and still, even then, that's when I got your guys' phone numbers. We said, I'm, I said, yeah. I'm going to London with you. What's your phone number? <laughs> and then we I made a group chat. Yeah, we made a group chat. The Rex announced the tour. And I was, like, I'll come out to Milwaukee. And then we'll do Chicago. And then... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll in another episode we'll talk about the summer tour, but it was crazy. And then we just—I was gonna do—I almost did more shows on the summer tour, but again, it was kind of like what Laurel was like. I can't go to LA. Like, I don't know this person. Where <laughs> it was like, I can't keep—I can't go to multiple shows with them. Like, I don't know them. You know? Yeah. That was we the just didn't know each other. Yeah. And so then, like. After I interviewed Nick and, like, got the cover story and the, um, like, early review done, uh, then, like, tour started and the album came out, and so that was all good, and then the cover, and we had our most sales ever in a single day on that cover when the Rex had reposted it, and that Rex was the fans, the they're shooters, dude. I've yeah, never seen Yeah um that was crazy that day so then yeah, my like, phone also wasn't working and i didn't know that they had reposted it and when i turned my when my phone finally turned back on the only notifications i got were i had like it was like probably like 50 notifications at once where it was like so and so place in order so and so like you know like just like coming in like like notification after notification and then the so instagram really- like started coming and i was like what is going on and i still hadn't received any text or anything yeah yeah the instagram likes were crazy that day i'll tell you that much uh today to be like on instagram yeah go ahead and i can't even get into that right now go ahead and look at the likes on instagram see who you see maybe it's someone you know maybe it's not Maybe it's not. Maybe gonna, you don't know. I was going to say, maybe it's someone that hates me, but that doesn't really narrow it down. Moral of the story here is, to end off our introductions, the three of us have gone now on two Rex tours. I've been to 54 shows. Oh yeah, we never said I've that. I've been to 25 shows, guys. I have I have the top number of shows. Number I one Rex that. fan. I went and to here's 50 the thing. shows. 
I went to 50 shows in one year on the dot. My 50th show was November 17, 2022. My first show was November 17, 2021. Yeah. Guys. It's crazy. You'll never like the Rex the way we like the Rex. You'll never understand it. You'll never get it. So basically, I feel like this is a good place to, you know, wrap things up and give a little preview about what we're going to be talking about in our yeah. first season. Guys, season one of the Groovy Diaries. You should you should be excited. Get active. Really, we're going to be talking shit. That's one thing we're going to do. But also, be excited because we're going to be giving t- our tips, mm-hmm. our tricks. Like... Like if you if you have ever if you have ever wanted to go on a tour or follow your favorite band on tour, we are going to tell you how to do it because it is it's not easy, but it's, it's so much easy. easier than you think. Like it's easier than you think, but you have to like really have the heart for it. And we're gonna episode, give you the heart. Our next episode, that, we're gonna. I think that I think that's you, our next episode. Our next Budgeting. episode, we're gonna tell you. We're going to tell you how we decided to go on tours, how we budget, what our jobs are. We're going to show you our spreadsheet that we make. Like, we get into oh, it. My spreadsheet. Oh my guys, guys, I'm so excited for you guys to see this spreadsheet. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear how active Jazz gets and that. And then, and that, and that we're gonna, like, the rest of the season, we have some good stuff coming up. We're going to dive into, deep dive into the summer tour that we went on with the Rex. And then the fall tour that we went on with the Rex. And then... What it's like, what it's like to see your band play at a festival. We just went and saw them at Bottle Rock. We're seeing them at Riot Fest. They're playing when we were young. We just saw them in San Francisco. We went on a whole trip. We're going to do a whole episode about that trip. We're going to do a whole episode about the best people we've met on tour, the worst venues we've gone to, how we plan our outfits. Like We're going to talk about other shows that we go to as well. And Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Groupie Diary, and TikTok, The Groupie Diaries, because on TikTok, we're going to be posting, like, lifestyle content. Like, every time we go to a show, we're going to be posting, like, videos of that, little mini vlogs. Like, we don't know. We're just getting started. We're going to have a lot of stuff, but we're really excited, and we're going to have guests, and we're going to have our two friends, Allie and Mel, and who knows? We're going to have other guests, too. Guys, get active. Get active. Get active. That's all I'm going to say. We have some good. Yes. We have some good yeah. people that are gonna come on and chat with us mm-hmm. here, and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna unlock the diary with us. Yeah, that's so cute. We're unlocking the diary. Then we'll we'll go on the next tour we go on. There will be a break in between seasons, but then we're gonna come back with all the content and while we're on tour, yeah. we're still gonna be doing content on our TikTok. We're gonna be meet definitely. Like, it's gonna be so much fun! Definitely on TikTok, and if you guys ever see the Rex or see us at a show, come up to us. We have we're gonna we have some Please fun ideas. Like you. you said what? Please leave leave the conversation with "I like you." Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have to like us. Unfortunately, you have, to, you have to approach us and let us know right away that you're not about to punch us in the face for no reason. We don't know who's gonna punch us and who's not these days. Yeah, don't know. Sometimes yeah, guys. you go to a driveway and expect to not be thrown down the stairs. Might I add, for no reason. <laughs> no. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening, and hopefully we didn't talk your ear off too much. We definitely did. I can see we the timer. Definitely, timer-ish. yeah, the yeah. time is is surely long, but you know what? This is just the beginning. Line. 
Yeah. This is an hour and 20 minutes. Average podcast length. Slay. That's, no. I love a podcast that's more than an hour. Um, Because one thing I'm going to be, I'm going to be sat for it. Definitely going to be sat. We're going to have a lot of good stuff. Like, we have a lot of fun things coming up. This one was just really like, uh, like you heard backstories. Now we're really going to get into like, our life on tour yeah what we do please please share please subscribe we're gonna have fun i swear tell your friends if you're a groupie tell all your other groupie friends we want we in the future we want to have groupies from other fandoms be guests and talk about their groupie experience so everybody like get in here we have a lot of plans and ideas we have a lot of plans a lot of fun things if you've ever wanted to be a rock star gf follow a tour we don't care Come on over. We've got you. We've got you. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Again, you can find us on Instagram at Groupie Diary or TikTok at the Groupie Diaries. We have our link tree and bios. You can find us wherever you want. But yeah, all of our information will be in the descriptions. Yeah, go down below. Follow us on tour. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. It'll be fun.